Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2016 has been an uncommonly shitty year. From the ongoing crisis in Syria, to Zika, uh, to Ryan Lochte being a douche, <laughs> to a seemingly endless string of celebrity deaths, 2016 has been the fucking worst. So thank you for watching, and please enjoy this tribute to a truly terrible year. What is this, mayonnaise? <laughs> Fuck 2016. <laughs> Fuck you, 2016. Fuck you, 2016. Hey, 2016, go punch yourself in the dick. You're asking me. Fuck 2016. Fuck 2016. 2016, from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, 2016. Fuck you. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with a newly miked Baco. How are you, sir? Luce? Luce? Yeah. Is that, is that you? It is. It's, it, is, it, is that really you? <laughs> I'm not. This is not This is not uh, Josh Toomey. This is not Rob Kern. This is actually Luce Cannon. Oh, I mean, forgive me. I've been digging myself out of a mountain of snow the last couple of days. So, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you, man. How I know. Are, are you okay? I'm great. Uh, I I, I want to give you uh, props also for, you know, flying the flag for the Cobras and Fire, you know, network with expanding, you know, into different different co-hosts. And I really appreciate that. You, you took that, you know, I said like, man, if you can pull something off on the interim because I'm so busy, do it. And you did. And, and well done. So thank and you. Can- can we confirm for anybody? Because <laughs> I, I, I had a couple questions. Um, 
but uh, there was no falling out, correct? Uh, there was. Uh, <laughs> I, I know we don't always agree on everything, but uh, you had some stuff to deal with. Yeah, That's no, all. there wasn't it's any. Simple dis- as that, right? Correct. There wasn't any dispute. Didn't over have the, time. No, there wasn't any dispute over the ownership of the Cobras and Fire name, and there's not going to be anything legally out there about us <laughs> of us fighting. Like, hey, Bob man, the Cobras, Cobras and Fire only has one original member, Baco, uh, and you can't make that with Kern and with Toomey. No, uh, no, uh, this was all with everybody out. This is all with my my blessing, and I'm, I, I I loved where I'd be able to listen to Cobras and Fire as purely a listener. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat. and, and uh, the, the real quick, thank you to uh, Rob Kern for chiming in on the uh, hugely successful uh, the Elder episodes one and two, and of course our boy Josh Toomey from Talk Toomey. Uh, check out his podcast and from out of nowhere. But thank you to both those guys uh, for you know just kind of joining me and uh, did, doing a great job of just uh, putting together a pretty cool podcast. I think on both uh, both ends. No, I like it, and I, and I look forward to having more more guests on the show as as well in the future. I just I think it's the mm-hmm. ex, ex, expansion of the Cobras and the Fire, and it, a lot of fun. I, I like those both of those Elder episodes as well, and I was glad that you did the one this year with the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with with Josh this year because I give zero, you you yeah exactly I, I give zero fucks about the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, if you're available next year, I got a feeling it won't be a third annual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it'll be. A, we'll, we'll find somebody else to, to do that as well. But no, Josh did a fine job co-hosting. No, that, he was so. great, man. Yeah, it, was, it was good. I, I, oh, I by the way, and, 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 I, I, I well, good. We're already getting back to talking on top of each other. But the but I, I loved <laughs> I. I love the Joe Tex guy. Never heard of him before, but my God, love that song. What's it called again? Uh, Ain't gonna bump no more with no big fat woman. Yeah, so why don't you tell everybody what the theme of today's episode is, Baco? Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about how much 2016 sucked. Fuck uh, 2016. That's the fuck, episode. Fuck 2016. With some positivity. We're, we're going the positivity being, of course, the rock that keeps all of us going, and 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 we always want this episode to be an escape. But first, let's <laughs> let's talk about some awful, and then we'll yeah, get to the good. That, that that's a good point because actually, it's for Cobras and Fire. I think 2016 has been a very positive year. Absolutely, there's always been some great stuff, but but there has been. Uh, it's been. Well, how about how about this? On what we covered, crazy, crazy. Sucks. It's at least been a crazy year overall for the world mm-hmm. and for everything. So break it down. What you got? Well, we're largely talking about the death of so many uh, icons in in rock music, uh, pop music, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, we're more on the harder edge of the of this stuff, so maybe a fringe. But so many really talented people passed away this year, some unexpectedly. You know, I mean, Wyland died just a few weeks before, right now, last year. Yep. Um, so you could almost make the argument. It was kind of, that was the first domino, but yeah, we're talking about, uh, people who died. So let me just kind of run down the the way this year has gone. Yeah. Just blast through through that list and let's talk about some of them. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm missing people, but, uh, so Wyland and Lemmy at towards in the last month of, uh, 2015, but then 2016 started with David Bowie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
then Glenn Fry from the Eagles, Jimmy Bain on a fucking Def Leppard cruise of all things. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, what a way to go. I mean, what a place to go. I mean, I, uh, Paul Kantner of uh, uh, Jefferson Airplane, Vanity, uh, Prince Protégé, and Nikki yeah. Six's ex-girlfriend. Keith Emerson of Emerson Lake and Palmer, one of Paul Stanley's favorite bands. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and, of course, uh, the iconic Merle Haggard, known as also the guy who is Merle Haggard. Uh, and Prince hit me pretty hard and yeah, I think it was in the first quarter of the year, a third at least. Um, and that was kind of messed up, you know, I'm being a Minnesotan guy, Nick Absolutely. Menza of Megadeth. Oh, see, I already forgot that. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Roberts of three doors down. Don't know um, who that is. Well, you know who three doors down is though, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Is he okay. The- That's the only reason I put him on the list. Okay. Uh, Leonard Hayes of Y&T. Mm-hmm. Pete Burns uh, spun right round, 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 round in his grave. Do he from the band DOA? All right. Or I'm sorry, Dead or Alive. I, I wrote down DOA. You spin me right round, baby, right yeah. round. Is that pretty good? Like a record, baby, right, right, round, right, round, right round. I think there is a really good cover of that <laughs> song by uh, I think Dope or some some new metal band. There was a decent cover. Uh, of regardless, we're not being very respectful. Why? We're just giving props. Uh, a less known member of the Black Crows named Eddie Hirsch, I think a keyboardist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard Cohn, I threw on here because I've heard of the guy. And one of the, or two of the three members of ELP, the letters anyway, Emerson died and Lake died. Greg Lake passed away. Um, I'm sure I missed a handful of people. It's been kind of a fucker of a year. Uh, any that notables that you, off the top of your head that you think I, I didn't cover there? No, I'm, uh, that's, that's uh, yeah. There's ones that that I actually had had forgotten. That's that's uh, a lot of death. And of course, what were you talking about? Um, come on, or you're forgetting about somebody very important. Steve. <laughs> it's Steve. It's never Steve. Yeah. No, but of, of course, uh, the the father of the the writer and then uh, you know person that got sued, blurred lines, Alan Thick. Well, not really rock related, but yes, of course. Uh, um, the guy who how, is, uh, how are you saying it's not rock related? He wrote the theme song for Facts of Life. Oh, you take the good, you take the bad, take them both, and there you have the Facts of Life. The oh, Facts man, of Life. I, yeah, out of all the horrible television of the of the eighties, I love the Facts of Life. You cannot believe when they throw a fucking marathon on that. My wife is like Jesus Christ. I can't believe you that. So, did you which which one did you have a, a boner for? Was it the? Uh... Oh, totally tootie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you went sideways there. I was asking. Uh, there was uh, I can't remember. Was there, was there Blair? Joe. Is it Blair and Joe? Are those the two main ones? Yeah, those are the two hot ones. Okay, yeah, okay. Blair and I think I had. I think maybe Joe. I don't know. But uh, that song. I, I just. I didn't have it in me even as a joke to go with Natalie. Yeah, I just okay. can't. Maybe Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> she did have, You can tell she was dirty. Yeah, but, but no, you know, I was very young watching that show, and I, I, I see it now, and it's so bad. And yeah. uh, it's almost like the Brady Bunch for me too, like that show and Gilligan's Island. Those three shows I can pretty much watch anytime and almost like uh, re- recite half the uh, the dialogue. I don't actually. We're going sideways here, but I just need to shoehorn uh, Alan Thick in, in in there. For the uh, the end of the year, so there you go. That Alan is the, that's the list of death. 
Don't wanna live as an untold story Rather go out in a blaze of glory I can't hear you I don't fear you I live now cause the bad die last Dodging bullets with your broken past I mean, besides that, I mean, just, I mean, however you want to slice and dice it, but wherever you fall on the side of, of politics and everything, it's an interesting time for America, correct? Oh, my God. Culturally, politically, you know, and sadly, um, not that interesting musically, not in the yeah, big picture. No. Unless you unless you're like you're looking forward to Selena Gomez because she's apparently in the studio. I saw it on fucking Good Morning America today. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, this is where we're at musically. Or but what are you talking about? I think I've seen Corey Feldman perform at least three times in the Today Show this this okay, year. Okay, that's at least interesting. <laughs> I still haven't actually seen it. You've it's mentioned not good. you've mentioned for me to see it, but the fact that he keeps uh, coming on a a a, a, a you know. Show like that. Oh, and of course, you know, uh, uh, Kiss playing with a country star, whoever the fuck that guy is on The Voice. 
Yeah, I don't know who who, he, who they played with. I saw a picture, and of course, everybody on the planet who knows me that had a chance to talk to me told me <laughs> that Kiss was on The Voice, as if somehow that isn't horrible news to me. <laughs> I know. I saw. I didn't even know it existed until right right on it showed up on Blabbermouth, and I remember that. Uh, God. That that it was. I looked at that and I was like, okay, there's that Dancing with the Stars. And I did not see the the uh, live performance, but I'm sure it's. Uh, wait, no, I did see the first uh, like 30 seconds, and they came out of boxes. Were you aware of this? Uh, th- no, there was I a didn't stack. Ask. Okay, there's a stack of boxes on the stage. <laughs> just to visualize this, this is a new trick they do, and uh, and they Jeez. opened they opened up like a gift of 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 shit. Um, I don't know that I want to hear this. And it falls forward. And then they slowly come out, and I think the uh, dry ice was inside of each of the box, and they came in. And they're actually wearing their creatures of the uh, night outfit still, because apparently that's their budget for the year. They just keep wearing those. Anyway, so that's that's the, okay. that's, that's the tangent so far for the episode. We're not even anywhere near where we're supposed to be. So I did want to, because we never do this on the show, and we should, because I hear it on all other shows, is we want to encourage. We, first off, we want to thank... Our growing listenership. Uh, we've had some some just uh, from the Elder episodes, the Attack episode recently. Um, the uh, oh yeah, and also uh, I think I don't know where it got picked up, but we got a ton of listens on the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast. Maybe because nobody's talking about it yet, and somehow it got picked up somewhere. But my point being is, we have a ton of new listeners. We've got people that participate on the Facebook page. But what's one area that our listeners don't participate? Or take the uh, extra step to, 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 to make us happy as, as we are needing. We are needy. We want to feel good. Uh, comments on iTunes would be fantastic, especially a rating. And, of course, just sharing the thing would be also much appreciated. For Christmas. That's what we want for Christmas. It's also you'll get instant karma for just taking an extra couple seconds going on to iTunes. Do a review. And we'll and we'll read them and we'll talk about them and we'll mention you. <laughs> yeah, because it never happens. So we'll definitely mention them on the show. So, the uh, yeah, we're, I think we're at a total of. It's kind of on you to, to find that stuff. <laughs> no, I know. But if you go in there, we've had since we began six reviews. But that's, that does there's no correlation to the, the listenership. Either way, I mean, I, I would be happy if somebody was just like, fuck these guys. Say whatever you want. Just end it with five stars. <laughs> Good Lord. So anyway, we're, we're already going sideways. And so the, our idea uh, last year, what did we do last year for the end of the year? For 2015, our first uh, you know, oh, first year we of recapped the best and worst, basically, right? I but, mean, yes, we did. We actually did three episodes. We're gonna do probably a little different this year, but but essentially, we did the uh, the garbage albums of 2015. You know, basically albums that we from artists that we really wanted to be good, but just you know, just shit the bed. Um, but maybe had one good song on them that we featured, and then we had our Blue Balls albums. Describe what those are. Um, those are albums that uh, get you almost to the point, but then they say, "I gotta go home." That's right. Yeah, you, you get right to the point of creaming your jeans, and then you just have to, you have to leave. So, <laughs> so hey, by the way, are, are you using your Wilson can coolie? I just oh yes, thank you very much for that gift. Um, I, I I do realize one last thing. I realize this is not a visual medium, but I just want to describe the Christmas card that I got from Baco this year. Yeah, if I may. Yes. Oh, you can, but uh, the card was kind of a throw-in. I, it was the gift that was the main thing. <laughs> the gift was the Wilson? <laughs> yeah, the card was something we printed at work. But go ahead, describe it. Okay, sure. So, you know, um, 
uh, we, we get, as everybody does, you get your Christmas cards in the mail. And um, I think I was very glad to get to this first before uh, anybody else opened it up. And, and the, <laughs> <laughs> it was because I've got a few. I got one from uh, prior to that. I've got the I didn't even know the, the, the whole the whole legend of Krampus before um, when Rob Kern gave me that. as You're well. in the dark. Yeah, I was. I, I now I know there's a whole movie. Have you seen the movie of the oh, evil yeah. Santa? Yeah. Yes, I, I have. And I actually knew the, the, the legend before that. I have a Krampus shirt that I wear every Krampus every Christmas. <laughs> he's been he's definitely been um, he doesn't have the PR agent that he should, because I, I I'm usually pretty up on this kind of stuff. Oh, but. yeah. Well, hey, real quick. What did how he how did he address your card? I saw it. But tell the people mine was well, the from address was mm-hmm. from the Paul Stanley Chest Hair of the Month Club. <laughs> and mine was, and you will totally appreciate this because you, unlike me, you haven't seen this, was uh, addressed to David La Roth. <laughs> Perfect. I knew. See, I'm not the only one that knows you, you pronounce it weird. I'm pretty sure he picked up on you. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Yes. Lee anyway, Roth. describe my card and gift. Okay, so your your gift was I open it up and it's a traditional Christmas card. It's got the nativity scene, you know. <laughs> it's it's got, uh, and, and but it's, uh, where baby Jesus is is the worst artwork I've ever seen, um, <laughs> which is a, a sharpie marker, and I will feature this on the Facebook page. Um, a, a sharpie marker, um, crossing out baby Jesus and making, and on top of him is a cobra. Which, um, and also fire coming out of the manger. <laughs> so I guess that's supposed to represent the birth of Cobras and Fire. But his his. But let me just tell you this: Baco, his artwork is so bad that he had to. I think after he looked at what he did, he took two arrows and wrote Cobras and Fire because I didn't even know what the fuck it was at first. I thought some somebody that yeah. had they had just like some kind of nervous twitch in a sharpie. Well, I did just... it kind of quick. And so I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really look like a cobra and fire. I need to make sure. <laughs> you know? so, so that's, 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 uh, you know, right there. That's, that's pretty much, you know, sacrilegious, uh, um, just by itself, but you flip it over and then there's the whole, like, like upon, uh, you know, to, to the world, the son was born, you know, the, the, you know, the normal kind of, of quote from the Bible, uh, that was all crossed out and it simply had a quote and that was, how are you, Baco? And and you res- and your your uh, your response was, "I am well," which I guess is supposed to represent the genesis of Cobras and Fire and the nativity scene. Am I right? Am I looking into this the right way? Yeah, definitely. And basically, the beginning of ninety percent of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, um, oh my goodness! But yes, uh, it was it was highly offensive. And then just that wasn't enough because I also had a, a, a koozie that you got from the the recent Wilson concert that says "Dicks Up, Windows Down," which is the only Christmas uh, card I've got that included. Uh, <laughs> that that koozie. you're looking at it wrong though. It's the only koozie Christmas gift you got that included a Christmas card. But yeah, I picture you at like a family event, you know, where kids are running around. But it's you know, there's there might be a beer or two drank by the gentleman, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're standing there with your dicks up pink koozie. So I can't wait. I can't wait. But it was perfect. It was perfect. Thank you very much. And and I, by the way, I didn't send you anything. So go uh, fu- go perfect. Fuck That's exactly what I wanted. Good. So anyway, with that, I think it's a good segue is before we get into this, we, you know, we've been blathering on for quite a bit. Why don't we do some music? Um, speaking of Wilson, why don't you pick um, one of the two covers? You recently saw them live. Um, 
that uh, you, which one do you want to pick? Why don't you describe the, the little EP they threw out? And are we starting our top five? Because this could be in, in there. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna count that with the two two song EP. But just tell me what what one you want to feature and which which let's fucking play it. They're, um, they're both good. Yeah, they're both really cool for covers. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go with um, uh, the Rage Against the Machine one. Uh, Sleep now in the fire.
All right, Baco, let's get to the business at hand, and that is the top five albums for each of us in 2016. And now in 2016, or, or the last five or ten years, it's hard, even for some of your favorite bands, to find an album that you can listen to by hitting play and not screaming through through past like track <laughs> track track yeah. five track five or six these days. And I mean that because it's it's part of our culture now that I have seen the top heavy loading on albums more in the last decade than I've ever seen before. Like, so you have heard the new Metallica. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like so that's a great example of of that you know, whole idea, but, but yeah, but hit in, the opener, hit two and three, um, make sure the last song kicks ass and whatever's in between. Fuck it. Yeah. It's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. But not even the last song. A lot of times that, that yeah, Metallica yeah, is actually, that they, one's they, actually, a, um, an exception to the rule. The last song was usually like, you knew that was going to be a great closer, but nowadays it's like they throw the first, you know, even if they can get to four, track four or five before it falls apart. Well, in, in fairness to the artist, I mean, and by the way, I don't have a lot of patience for bad music, but uh, I will say this. It's a lot to expect people to get too far into a record because they can barely freaking type the word laugh out loud. They need to. Uh, uh, I hear you. LOL. No, I, I agree. And, and trust me, you all is. I mean, albums always it's all tied together. Right, but usually the first, second, third song traditionally were always the best. I'm just saying there's a huge decline on a, uh, a quality scale these days as soon as you hit ha the halfway mark on an album these days. Yeah, because the people who are putting the money behind it don't care. Yeah. I, that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Anyway, so these albums, for the most part, on mine, on <laughs> my top five, hit the criteria of very high percentage of if you have 12 tracks, I'm liking... 10, 10 of those tracks, um, and, and most of them are, are, are gold on them. So what, is that kind of your criteria you're using? Well, I thought we were picking songs, not tracks. So oh, we uh, are go picking... fuck yourself, man. What? Fuck you. No, yeah, I'm go... saying... I'm saying no, we're gonna, fuck we're... you, man. I pick fucking songs, man. You pick songs. What, you pick your top five songs of the year? Yeah, of course. Are you fucking... You didn't pick your top five albums of the year? That was the complete instructions. No, you, you're so vague. And ambiguous on all your texts, you know, loose. This is bullshit. Yeah, I'll, that's fine. I can switch to albums. Oh, Baco, you know, it's been almost. It's it's coming on our our, our two year uh, podcast anniversary in what? I don't know, man. Whatever. Six months. Just fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> the point is, you need to read. Uh, you know, and, and next year, your New Year's resolution is to take the uh, the reins on some of the organization for these fucking episodes. Yeah, whatever. You, you, you just just whatever. Start it off. All right, I'm gonna start it off. So, my <laughs> one of my top five albums of Podcast last year. Old people. Yes, yes. So, so number five of my top five albums. You know, now is this this band made my runner up my one of my blue balls albums for 2015, which also it shows how quickly they put out a another one, which these days <laughs> kind of unusual to put it out. So it quick. must be hailstorm because they're doing a cover record every month. So. <laughs> this is not a cover album, asshole. But yes, I can see that. No, um, my top uh, number five on my my list is the Dead Daisies with Make Some Noise. What'd you think of this album? Loved it. Yes, and this is the second time the Dead Daisies have had John Karabi. I'm not going to go through the whole, you know, evolution of the group, but they do they've have... They've had some member changes. They've, they've had some member changes. 
And, you know, uh, but I only really started paying attention to them once they got Karabi in the group. In fact, I've, I slash had guessed it. Yeah. Slash had guessed it on some of their, um, older albums too. And I just, I could not get into them, but yeah. So last year, this was one of my blue balls albums, but this year definitely in the top five. And yeah, this thing just flows and it's like, just like a classic rock album that, uh, but it's not like, I'm not a big fan of rival sons, um, and those types of bands because they, they seem, you can kind of feel how they're, I guess it seems too calculated, but this seems very natural, but yet has that old vibe of classic rock. What do you, what's your opinion on that kind of statement? I, I agree 100%. Uh, it's almost like um, just going through the motions. Like they're, they're not really passionate about it. You know, they're like, I will touch on this band later, the glorious sons, but they have that same kind of sound and feel, but they're they're They seem to come from a more organic state where you're really talking about almost like a 80s metal kind of thing where like these people are good, but they're not really passionate and they just do it. Right. Exactly. And yeah, so make some noise. I mean, my favorite, you know, it's split. I think that my favorite song on the album, my two favorites are last time I saw the sun and, and uh, song and a prayer um, song and a prayer, I think is, is a great, great track that has uh, just, uh, great lyrics as well but I think that one you may have heard about, uh, since that they have a video out for it and everything right now so I'm going to play Last Time I Saw the Sun which is essentially John Karabi talking about the fact that all he does is get up at <laughs> 8 o'clock at night play a show party until he passes out and, and he never goes outdoors
Well, that was cool, Lewis. Um, and by the way, uh, any other tracks I, uh, on there that you uh, that just? Did? Oh, I love "Long Way to Go." And, yeah, it's a great uh, start. Great riff. But, I, but I would like to point out because you know that my uh, aversion to uh, cover tracks. Um, but you also know that if it's good, you, you, you think I might like it. You were right with Wilson yeah, yeah. on both of those. Um, but you also sent me fortunate son, which was pretty much exactly what I hate about cover tracks. Yeah. So I, I argue with you on that just because the guitar is in the out. It has two kick-ass guitar solos on it, but I hear you anyway. So my first pick, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a young, a bunch of young lads out of LA. Oh yes. As, yeah. We featured them on our last episode, the rock and roll hall of fame one. Um, them evils. Uh, really? Cool they made your, they yeah. made your top five. That's an EP even, brother. Yeah, uh, well, I had to remember I had to shift gears. You kind of threw through a semi, but uh, they're definitely on the list. Um, I didn't put them on my decimal geek top 10 because, uh, well, I wasn't sure how EPs fit in. So I, I left EPs out this year. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. They were cool. I, I, I see a little bit of, uh, I see something in them loose. Have you heard both of their albums or two? They have like two or three that come out. They, yes? they have two EPs. One has like seven tracks. And the, then there's one with uh, four songs that they sold me at the show. Uh, but they got the look in their eye of a real, <laughs> a real champion. <laughs> All right. Anyway, can we just uh, skip to it? I love these guys. Honestly, if you ever get a chance to meet them and talk to them, you will have so much fun with them. They'll probably be stoned as fuck, uh, <laughs> and they might that, be sharing some vodka. And other than that, they're just good overall little rock and rollers coming out of L.A. It's a three-piece, right? It is. It's a power trio. Power trios, they like to say. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that interview was, was entertaining, and, and uh, it is it is Poorly good. Recorded. When, say it again? Poorly recorded. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? But but yeah, did I hear you crack one open there? I did. Well done. But yeah, man, so <clears throat> what are you going to play by them? Put your love on me.
Well, that was my boys and them evils, Luce. You, are you warming up to them a little bit? I mean, they're nice guys. Does <laughs> that matter if the, the music's not good? The music's good, though. It's good. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the picture. No, I, I agree. They're cool, and the music is good. Exactly. So, and that, that again, that was one of those bands that came out of pretty much nowhere from a connection with some somebody you worked with before covering other. Sure, other, they asked uh, concerts, me to check right? out the show, and and uh, and I actually interviewed them before the show. And I got a good vibe off them, but like I said, they were literally like, I, th- I think they were smoking weed out of an apple while I was interviewing. <laughs> um, so, which of course made me go, I gotta see these guys live. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they were amazing live. That's great. And from Vegas, and, it's good to hear. They're all like, like what? Well, young, young two of 20s. the guys are from Vegas, and they moved to California. Yeah, they're all really early twenties. Yeah. Um, well, don't quote me on that. I actually didn't card them, but uh, yeah, no, they're 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 hilarious. They're 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 very sincere and very talented, and they like to smoke some marijuana. So in states where that's legal, that's fantastic. Yeah, so they'll be touring where I live, essentially. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, man. So the next on my list is, and this kind of goes to another thing that I'm excited about that you just posted about, which I'll kind of combine is currently right now there's a concert tour. Wait, did you say it's currently and right now? (laughs) Yes. Does that mean it's, what happens when I combine those two statements? Does that mean it's in the past? Carry on. <laughs> okay, very confusing. Anyway, there's a, a tour right now going on in Europe, <laughs> and and is this probably happens with you and any any fan of rock? Is anytime you see a package tour <laughs> in Europe, you 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 slowly just weep. Oh, uh, so public, many times, right? Okay. Yes. So currently, except for Breaking Benjamin and Red Sun Rising, I didn't weep on that one. Is that actually? I think that's in the states too, though. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so but you know, one of them going on right now is we go. For, uh, it starts with Crowbot, then it goes to Airborne, then it goes with the headliner Volbeat. So that's the package tour going oh, on right oh. now. Now, my hope from something, and this is not that much of a stretch, I don't think, is is for some variation of that package tour to come to the States, and that is for it to be Volbeat, maybe not Airborne, but Crobot, Danko. But Crobot and Danko, because it's happened before, two two years ago. Do you, do you recall this? I do remember the Volbeat uh, Danko. Crobot wasn't with them, were they? No, but I'm just saying, like, like some variation of us, all four of those, I think that would be one hell of a fucking time, because... You know, uh, Danko just announced what? Got a new album coming out in March. But yeah, so I'm really hoping that that's, what's the name of that? Something to do with a cat? Yeah, something cat. Wild cat, wild cat, black cat. Black cat. Is it black cat? cat. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> anyway, so the. Cat man. But I noticed that his first single, of course, has the word rock in it. The little snippet. I know? had a feeling you might pick up on that. Yeah, I was like, God damn it. Again.
I hope it's a great album. But yeah, so that that uh, that the point I don't even is, care. It's another excuse for him to tour. So. Yeah, right, right. But this God, time he it didn't. It's the worst record ever. If he plays in the fucking Twin Cities, I don't care. Yeah, he did not step once in the United States in the last two years. Not last, once. Not once. Didn't even touch. You know, like just to go right over the border to a Wisconsin. Not even a or, stupid festival. Nothing. So. I hope that because of the fact that Volbeat will be on, uh, which is my number four pick for for this year's album. <laughs> it is that since they're going through that tour cycle and they are friends, and the fact that Danko was on the recent album and they tour together, that they pull him in on that that touring cycle. What do you think the chances are? That's at least it's decent odds that that would happen. Please, really, Volbeat. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th- this, you know, Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie. It's a solid album. It's not my favorite by them, but it has grown, grown, um, um, it has grown on me in the last, you know, year, almost a year since it came out. So, I've had a hard time getting back to it. Yeah. Reverse yeah. for me. Maybe I should. Yeah. So, we've, we've played a couple things off this before. We've played the, the title track. We've played, um, Definitely play Black Rose. Any particular one that, that you want to play on here? Because I, I know you like... Uh, yeah, name the two I could do off the top of my head. Yeah. I just got telling you I haven't gotten back to it. So. Well, here's I one... Black Rose, by the way. It is it is amazing, but that's the Danko one. So. Exactly. Black Rose, Tile Tracks, Seal the Deal. So I'm going to feature Let It Burn.
All right, Paco. So let's let's see what you're gonna pull out of your ass uh, while we're doing this live for your for your for your next pick. Since you uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can see you in in uh, in school when you just said, "Oh, I, I didn't understand the assignment, teacher." Ah, you're an asshole. Continue. I was very good at convincing teachers. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to actually pick up, uh, pick up on something that you did say and said we can go 2016-ish, which is pretty much uh, standard protocol for Cobras and Fire. Sure. Um, but 2016 was a year that I uh, was introduced to a lot of bands. Hold on for and- a second. So you are actually violating the, the, the entire thing that we did earlier. We were going to do one-ish episode and one true 2016 I didn't know that that was what you meant by ish. I thought you meant like ish as in ish, like it sucks. No, is in the fact that it didn't come out officially in 2016, but was new to us. We even talked about this right when we started the show again. What are you doing? What is your, do you have a substance abuse problem? Yeah, I do. I do. It's called fuck you. (laughs) Continue. I don't care at this point, since I know you're not prepared. I know which one you're going to go into. And I agree. This is going to be on my list, too, if we were allowing this in the true 2016. But continue. Well, I'm, I don't know if this is one that you're thinking how it's going. I'm pretty sure uh, it is. Continue. I, got a few, I have two of them, all right? Well, you know what? Right now, we're not even going to do a top five, Baco. I'm going to pull an audible. We're just going to talk about our top albums we enjoyed this year. It might be our top seven. It might have some ish in it. It might have some pure 2016. But we're just going to keep going. Because that's okay. what we're but when it's you, easier. It's easier for editing. I don't have to put this in two different. Go for for clarity. When you say ish, do we still like it? Ish means it came out in 2016. <laughs> ish. We fucking love it. And if the whole point is the whole point is that it would have made our 2016 list, but it officially fell out of it. And it, it, it was in 2015 or 2014. We just didn't know about it. But if we but we found out about it in 2016. For God's sake, how many times have I said this? I was confusing your text with your with our conversation. So fuck me. All right, we're gonna have uh, to yeah. we're gonna have to get some some consultants coming in here to continue the show. For, we definitely need forward. an HR department. My God, continue. <laughs> All right. Well, this record was uh, definitely something I got into this year. Um, it, but you know what? It definitely ties into what you were talking about just a few minutes ago about like uh, three or four songs and then nothing, right? Yep. And that's Red Sun Rising. And um, what do you, they, I mean, this this was the year that I got into them. Me too. I, I, I did some research before going to Northern Invasion, and they were the one, one of the bands that stuck out. And fucking A, the first four songs on this record are amazing, and it gradually gets worse i I agree i agree but that's not to take away from the fact that there are some great songs on uh, those songs are so solid and before you pick what song you're going to feature uh we have featured just so you know um because i know your memory is suspect we featured the other Ah. we've featured the other side track three in amnesia uh on a double shot episode prior track two and three which are incredible incredible songs yeah, so, so we're going to start with the opening track, Push. You're kidding me? That's the worst track on the album. You're, you remember the whole go fuck yourself part, right? I do. But come on. You, are you serious? That that's, that's the song you're going to pick? Whatever. Pick whatever one you want then if it can't be Push. I love Push. You don't like Blister, My Muse, Worlds, what about Worlds Away? 
Worlds Away is fine. Worlds Away is good. Blister is pretty good too. Blister, you, you pick. Yeah, this is like more than a four-song record. Now that we talk about that's it. what I'm saying. Like I was gonna, I was letting you go with your opinion, but but um, I think that the last three tracks fall apart. But Worlds Away. No, is great. you know what? It's my pick. I'm gonna do Push. Baco, that was a good pick, Red Sun Rising, and I was just fucking with you a bit with the uh, saying it was the worst track on the album, Push. For, for me, the thing about it is just that when you hear that track, it sounds completely different than every other track on the album. I can see that. Yeah, but I'm guessing, since I have not unfortunately had the the 
pleasure seeing them live. Do they play that? I'm guessing it's more kick-ass live. It sounds like a live track. Yeah, it, def- it actually sounds much heavier, too. Yeah. All, all their music does, though. I can see that. But yeah, they definitely got the... I think their next album is going to be even better. And I think it's going to be the opposite of a sophomore slump because I can see that this is kind of like the... Yeah, I, you know? I agree. I, I think um, this was kind of like the 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 almost like a, the cocoon. Yeah. So polyester zeal is the name of the album. It came out in um, second half of 2015, but did not. Yeah, like I, September 2015. Yeah, they, it, they've had some success, but yeah, check it out. Go go find it and uh, um, buy it, and then when you do, uh, tell them I sent you. Yeah, Sam, and you've interviewed him before. Amnesia. Other Side, My Muse, Blister, Worlds Away. Basically, just, just the first half of the album is the strongest part. Um, but uh, but definitely good pick. And, yeah, since we're kind of opening this up and doing a little, getting a little bit loose. Loose. A little loose, Kenny. With the concept. That was uh, top number four of 2015 slash 2016. So with that, since you've kind of broken that, I'm going to jump in here now. Yeah, and what I'm, you got? Now... One of the concerts, the best concerts I've, I I saw last year uh, that we've talked about, so I won't go into it again, but was the lineup of Clutch, Zach Sabbath, and King. Eh, meh, yad. Great concert. Very few times have I enjoyed all three um, acts almost equally. So, Clutch. It was so hard to not jerk off during this show. It really was. I mean, you just have to think about. I mean, it's in a, it's inappropriate in public, but God, you just you just want to. <laughs> but yeah, so so Clutch, you know, I, I've I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. In and out with um, Blast Tyrant forward, pretty much for me. Um, they've okay. been they've been hit and miss. About I've definitely liked a lot of their tracks, but full albums, I love uh, Psychic Warfare and this album. I did not hear. Same here. I did not hear until 2016. So this is my number three. And, you know, people have heard X-Ray Visions. Firebirds, you know, I think, is the one I'm going to go with. But like the, oh, what's the one about death dying in Texas? What's the name of that track? Let me look at it real Is quick. it called Death Dying in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> or is what that is... a different, that's on a different record. No, that's definitely on that one. <laughs> So, but is it called Death in Texas or Dying in Texas or I Got Killed in Texas? Let me look here real quick. Uh, Blind in Texas. No, oh, it's not. That's the meat-throwing variety of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> meat of music. Throwing variety. A quick death. A quick death in Texas. Um, I'm a, you I'm gonna help, You can grab this on the, either Firebirds or A Quick Death in Texas. Which which track do you want me to play? Quick Death in, quick death in Texas. So do you remember the lyrics at all from that? I don't know the song at all. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why? I was going to pick Firebirds. What the hell? Pick. Do it again. I'll pick Firebirds. No, Quick Death and Texas is great. Okay, right. God. What the hell? Well acquainted with the guns and knives 
Since we've completely just violated the entire rules of pure 2016 albums, that is my pick for number three. What do you got? They next? are amazing, by the way. Just, just real quick, yeah. a little bit on Clutch. Um, them and like, I know you see kind of Crowbot kind of coming back, you know, the other way. They could both be just jam bands, but they don't. You know what I mean? They and, keep and it. I to, love they that. keep it to four minutes, even though they could just go off. Yeah, they play songs and what they mix up their set list. They do all yep. so whatever, and and they clearly have the the cohesiveness in the band to be one of those fucking jam bands. So thank you to both bands 
for not being that. Absolutely. Thank you to Clutch for being Clutch and Crobot for being Crobot. Yeah, next on my list, you might have seen him that night. It's a band called King. That's spelled, uh, kids, K-Y-N-G. Continue. The key there is K and Y, right? Mm-hmm. And then the N-G. Oh, the K and the Y. K-Y. I see what you're doing. Mm, you I got see. to talk to him, didn't you, over at the merch table? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So here you go. Here, here's another version of, of today's world is you have you have an opening band, which which not only is on stage, but but, uh, uh, you know, is working their merch worth. At least the bassist was. Well, how many times have I seen Wilson and uh, they always are at the merch booth after the thing. And every, you will see everybody but the singer on stage setting up their shit. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. But that's it's funny. Like so, so the other thing that Which was is great, by the way, it's not a shot. But the point being is that the bassist is a good salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I talked to him and uh, whatever. I don't know. They were great. I I, I had actually uh, pretty familiar with the band before that. But again, one of those things where you see them live and then suddenly their music translates a little better. Absolutely no, and and. And yeah. their new record is phenomenal. Breathe the water. Go fucking buy it or go fuck yourself. And uh, another power trio, by the way. Yep, that was impressive seeing that, too, because they are, they definitely have a lot of musicality going on for just three dudes. But what, what do you want to pick? Oh, I love the song um, Bipolar Schemes. You don't have to fight now 
All right, Baco. So definitely a great pick that uh, was in my runner-up for top five for this year. And uh, mm-hmm. I love the title track, Breathe in the Water. And um, uh, the other one. Yeah, that Baco. really kicks in about halfway through. What, that song you mean? No, the whole record. Like we were talking earlier, like it's usually like the first, you know, handful of tracks. That record about midway through is really where it kicks in. That grabs me by the balls from pristine warning, breathing the water forward for me. But yeah, I, I, it's it's a great album overall. So and another one produced by Machine. So another, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like so. our our go to producer yep, lately. Yep. But let me move forward. The next album is going to be one that's like the most pure, just basic rock album of the year. And what you got? <laughs> it's one that I never thought would be in my top five. Never been a huge fan of this band, but for some reason, you know, they've taken the lowest common denominator of of rock and just and and somehow taken all the elements and made it work for me straight top Wait, to is, bottom. I don't think Poison released a record this year. Are you talking <laughs> about good, Brett Michael solo? That's a good. That's a good uh, guess, I guess. But yeah, this is complete brainstem removing okay. rock, and that is Airborne's. Uh, breaking out, <laughs> breaking out of hell, and I have highly enjoyed this. Obviously, we talked about their their uh, their porn movie lyrics with uh, "Do me like you do yourself," uh, going down on you, stuff like that. But this album, I'm just going to summarize as it's 11 tracks, and I I don't skip any. They are just each one is just as dumb and glorious as the one. Uh, Maybe I need to give it on a, another list, and then, but uh, I can tell you this much: if ACDC released an album. And this, if this was the album that ACDC released, this would be like the, the, on the critics' lists of top. I, I'm just saying it's that – it's what ACDC should sound like now. That's all I can tell you. I, and the other ones, the other three, you could say that too. You could say these sound like ACDC albums, but for whatever reason, their other three releases aren't as good as this. I can't so know. What, what song are you going to pick then? My God. Let me see here. They're all, they're all genius. But let me, let me think here. I am going to go with – the greatest, the greatest drinking song that I've heard in quite a while, where the entire purpose is mapped out in the lyrics, and that is to thin the blood. I don't wanna wait. I need it now. So fill it up. I it now.
right, Paco, you're next. Go. Well, another band whose record did not come out this year, but I was definitely turned on to this year, and probably if I had heard it the year it came out, well, not, not probably, would be my album of the year, of almost any year, because it's one of the best records I've ever heard. And that is the Glorious Sons with the Union. You, you know the record. We've talked about it. Of course. We both love it, right? It's it's great. It's great classic rock, um, classic sounding rock is what yeah, I mean. And I saw them at Northern Invasion, and they were fucking amazing. Got a chance to talk to them, and they were amazing. I Everything about them fucking basically gives me wood. Yeah, you know, this is one of these albums that is universally um, – what I mean by this is that you can play this in front of uh, somebody that's a hard rock fan. You can play mm-hmm. this in front of uh, my wife, who's not a hard rock fan, and it's still great, just great music. Yes, you know what I mean. You can yeah, just have it. You can very, have it. At yeah, cookout. exactly. You can be barbecuing well, with this in the background. Perfect example. Just well crafted music mm-hmm. that like won't offend anybody. But that's not the point. It's just brilliant. It's so good. Like if you're one of those people that like worry about like non-offensive music being too lame it's really not right that's what i'm trying to say is like like uh it just it fits in um definitely pick you know it's your pick i i did want to say my my pick for the song that can can come uh, that i think i've mentioned before <laughs> you're actually gonna shit on my pick i'm gonna say i just want to say one of my favorite songs on uh on the album is mama i love that song but you pick, uh, you pick yours. I've actually warmed up to that very recently. Yeah. Okay. Initially, that was uh, my least favorite. Um. But no. It, but that's that's not saying much because I like every song in the record. No. Today we're gonna play Gordy. To be king with all my friends, celebrate every night and get up and celebrate again. Cause we've all seen Clint Eastwood kill a man, and we pay good money to see the cowboy and him. There's a right way And there's a wrong way Hey Let's do it our way Let's do it our way Let's do it our way
with all my friends Celebrate every night Get up and celebrate again All right, Luz. We're getting to the final two, both of our number ones. What are you going to wrap up 2016? What is your best of 2016? You know, I figured you know, there's there's never a better time during our show when we're having a little bit of structure than to, to, to go off script. And that is to delay the number one slightly. And that is to talk a little bit of kind of runner-ups. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do runner-ups. A band that I never thought that I would be into, just from the name alone. That's Twelve Foot Ninja, their album that came out this year. Uh, oh, you, had, you had high opinion of that. I did, I did, yeah. Um, and uh, Billy Talent, a band that I never got into before. Their latest album was Is it a great. band or a guy? It's actually a band. There's not a guy named Billy okay. in it either. It's, they're Canadian, so that explains. I should listen it. to that Despo Geek more often. Yeah, and uh, obviously King was on my runner-up. Um, Texas Hippie Coalition. Their album, uh, Amon Amarth. I despise that t- those type these type of vocals, but th- this band, and we'll we'll talk about them more in the future, has re- really grown on me. Their latest one, nice. Um, Jim Brewer and the uh, Loud and Rowdies. You know, kind of a, a joke band. I really I'll throw ha- that on my misses too, or like uh, just short of being the, the, in the group, I should say. Which is funny. It's just that for a comedian to actually have a valid contender for now we featured him pretty heavily yeah we did i know i know and then anthrax um you know they're uh, solid but did not make my top um but i did enjoy uh, a few songs on that one not overall the treatment and then uh one that i thought it would be yeah maybe you're going to mention it but um, q5 what is that uh q uh it's in the decibel geek top 10 <laughs> no comment. Um, Monster Truck. Uh, Monster <laughs> Truck was another solid album. But anyway, so this is one that I never thought. And I, I, I thought back and I actually consulted my um, um, iTunes tells you how many times you played an album throughout the year. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not a fan of Big Brother, motherfucker. Anyway, so it tells you how many times you played the the album. Actually, Spotify has a nice feature on that too, which 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 you know, there's a lot of stuff, and we'll have another um, episode that we were think about would be part of this, where, which are basically albums that you that you've kind of missed either from the fact that we don't have physical as much, um, and or just you know, there's so much content that you just things kind of get lost in the shuffle. So this one though. I kept coming back to you throughout the year. And if you told me that this band would be my top band in 2016, um, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Because I have not liked their albums for quite a long time. And that is Megadeth with Dystopia. This is my this is my favorite album of 2016. <clears throat> it's an amazing Megadeth record. And, it, and it's consistent. It goes from the beginning. You can argue with a man's politics. Um, I will tell you that... that that I actually listened to this today to, to qualify it again for me if it was going to be my number one. And that was that um, the song Post-American World obviously is about, you know, he's way, way right wing. And obviously uh, he's talking he about... He's a nut job politically. He's, he's a nut job politically. But if you listen to the lyrics, you can apply them to however you want to when it's talking about if you don't like how things are going, you're not going to like what's going to happen next, that kind of stuff. You can apply that to a differing Almost opinion. Almost any time, yeah. yeah. yeah stuff like that. So <clears throat> his lyrics are at least enough um, where you can apply them for, for different purposes. But 
you know, I'm looking at this and um, it might be their best record since Rust in Peace. I would put cryptic writings in there, but um, end, end game. So anyway, so here's a track I'm going to feature that's not a, a single or anything that's been really featured that much. And it's one that was a real grower, and that's Last Dying Wish. And this track is zero politics. It's pretty much something that could be used almost as like a, a Dave Mustaine takes the role of a self-help guru, which is basically saying like, today's the day. You got it's car, you know, seize the day. You know, it, this is your moment. This is your come to Jesus moment. You got you to gotta put up or shut up. And, and, and he's basically like talking through the, the verses. And there's a kick-ass breakdown halfway through through it. It's just one that that um, again, it's one that officially closes out the album. They have a little silly cover foreign policy after it. But this is the type of old school album structuring where you put a kick-ass track in the in, in the end, kind of like a hook and mouth, things like that. So here's Last Dying Wish from Megadeth off of my number one, Megadeth's Dystopia. Here it comes. This is finally your time. It's what you've been waiting for. All the blood, sweat, and tears. Getting ready for this one moment. For this one shot. All eyes are focused on you. Everyone is now watching. Waiting. It seems the world has stopped turning. The clock's spinning. And you better not blow it. This is the deciding factor. Your personal come to Jesus moment. Where they separate winners and losers. Ask yourself, do I really want this bad enough? I've got to prove myself. I've turned the night alight. I'll set this place on fire. I know tonight's the night.
All right, Baco, we got to wrap this up. I wish we could spend more time and everything, but we all have uh, uh, limited schedules to get this podcast gold in for our, our loyal audience. So break it down. Let me just break away for one little uh, uh, band, and that's Crowbot, because they are actually my number one record of the year. But because of the show we were doing and the theme we were doing, which was Fuck 2016, yeah. I, I switched it up. Okay. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Monster uh Monster Truck with nice. sit, Sitting Heavy. And the song we have to close out Fuck 2016 with is Things Get Better. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this album? Well, I love it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a great, it's just a great straight up. There rock are album. at least five like uh, really good songs that are also like uh, candy bar commercial catchy. Yep. So, yep. you know, they're not just catchy. They're also good is what I'm trying to get at. Like, but, you know, but so, this is one of them. So, you know, fucking go out and buy it. Go see them. And why don't more of these bands that we like come to where we're at and play shows for us yes uh hopefully next year for 2017 i i i think only positive thoughts in that area but yes well i got a feeling things get worse before they get better exactly but so here's monster truck and baco 2017 for cobras and fire is going to be you know it's we're going to definitely add another chapter to the history books of podcast gold it's been great both meeting you your wife um you know, right. uh, doing this right. podcast. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I love you, Luz. And um, yeah, in 2017, bigger and better, right? Baco, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And remember, rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. And one other thing. Fuck 2016! Get better. I got a feeling things will get worse before.